Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Tasha Christensen, author of the nerdy young adult romance novel, As You Were. Tasha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jeff. I'm happy to be here. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your novel, As You Were, how would you describe the novel? Yeah, it is the first in a series of marching man romances, which is a very specific niche. Um, It's a book about a a high school drum major who uh, enters a contest where she's competing against her ex-boyfriend for a prize that would save her band program, which is struggling for funds. So it's all about um, arts and 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 the budgets, you know, in school and how how passionate high schoolers are about about saving those programs. Well, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing as you were? Yeah. Yeah. So usually in the past, what I've written is science fiction. Um, That's one of my big passions. I love sci-fi of both the young adult and the adult variety. Um, So I'd written several sci-fi books, was trying to get an agent with them. And I did end up getting an agent, but there was always this part of me that also wanted to write lighter, more romantic stuff. And so I decided while I was going the traditional route with my sci-fi, I wanted to self-publish um, these these teen teen books. And so I, as a kid, as a high schooler, I was super into band. You know, when you're when you're in high school, um, you have some obsession. And mine mine was being in marching band and in band. And so I was like, I do not know very many books written for teens in marching band. And so I knew that there was a lot of kids out there who'd want to see themselves in that kind of book. And so I was like, this is what I would have read in high school. And so I wrote the book that I really would have wanted to read when I was that age. And it was such a good break from science fiction because sci-fi is very world-building heavy. It can get dark. And so this is the perfect complement to that. So when I'm not in the mood for sci-fi, I can work on these books. That's great. Well, every November, and we're coming up on November 1st, many people participate in National Writing Novel Month, better known as NaNoWriMo. Many people have written novels during previous Novembers, but you use NaNoWriMo to launch your writing career. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Self-publishing is quite different from traditional publishing in the sense that right now, the way to succeed, it seems from looking at the examples of others, is to write a lot of books and and publish them frequently. Where in traditional publishing, you can write one really amazing book and and, and then build a career off of that. Um, self-publishing, you got to be consistent. you got to keep putting books out. And so I wanted to use NaNoWriMo as my way to do that because it's uh, people get together uh, virtually mostly for, the, for, for uh, especially during the pandemic, but we encourage each other to write 50,000 words in one month. And for my genre, that's about a full book. And so I said, well, I'm writing this genre where I can write a full book in this month. Um, that means I can put out at least a book a year, uh, which, which is kind of my plan for now, unless I want to get a little more intense later. And so I started doing that 2019, wrote As You Were in 2019. And then 2020, I, I wrote the sequel, which will be coming out this following year. And so each year I'm, I'm going to be writing uh, the next in the series and then revising and publishing it. And that's kind of my way of building a sustainable career where uh, it's kind of like a regular schedule that I can count on for myself. Well, how do you recommend and how do you prepare for NaNoWriMo? Um, some people sit down on November 1st to literally <clears throat> to literally a blank page. 
Um, others do a lot of pre-work and, and pre-thinking and planning. What do you recommend and how do you prepare for uh, writing in November, writing a novel? I, yeah, I highly recommend preparing beforehand. Um, I mean, kudos to those who could sit down and, and do it November 1st, but I need to outline, I need to map out characters, I need to map out themes. I have a lot of preparation. I usually start in September, kind of not not really hardcore preparing, but then October is where a lot of people prepare. And um, I have a system. Um, if anyone's read the book called Take Off Your Pants by Libby Hawker, it's a writing book with an outlining system that I really like. So if that's if you're looking for a recommendation, anyone who's listening for uh, a way of outlining your book, that's what I use. Take Off Your Pants by Libby Hawker. It's very funny. And it's kind of this way where you can make more of a generic outline and then you go through and you flesh it out so that as you're writing during NaNoWriMo, you have something to work off of. Um, I also definitely um, do a little bit of character work to make sure I know each of the main characters. The side characters, I'll, I'll let them kind of grow as I'm writing during November for the most part. But the major characters... I will work out what they look like, what their personality is, what their main flaws and strengths are, so that I have something to work off come November. Otherwise, I will just get lost after the first week. Well, November is one month a year. Are you writing more than a book a year? Yeah. So November, so far what I've established is November is my my self-pub drafting month. <laughs> um, and so that's what I'm writing these marching band books. And then through the rest of the year is when I'm either revising these books or I'm working on my sci-fi because the sci-fi is a lot longer of a process for me. Um, although I may, I think I'm actually going to try to do a sci-fi this NaNoWriMo, which is, which is going to be interesting. Um, but those, yeah, those just take, they're just kind of a laborious process of world building and working through things. And so through the rest of the year, that's what I'm working on. Sure. Well, have you sold any of your science fiction? No, they're uh, my. I have a young adult space opera that's currently on sub. My agent's sending it out to editors at publishing houses right now. That's great. Well, what was your initial writing journey that led you to writing your first novel? I, as a kid, always liked writing. Was one of those kids that almost liked writing papers for school. One of those nerds, but I never started. I was never able to finish a book until after college. I tried to write some books in high school and got two chapters in and lost interest. Um, college, I was an English major, and so I never had time to read or write for fun. And so once I graduated, I said, this is when I'm really going to buckle down and write. Most of that was influenced because in college, I worked for the college radio station, and I was able to interview an author um, who wrote a book that I really enjoyed as a kid. and. I interviewed her and that propelled me to say, like, I can do this. You know, like she did this. I can do this. So that was really um, motivating to talk to someone who is an established author. Um, her, uh, What is her name? She wrote Ella Enchanted. It's a it's a young adult fantasy book. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 
Gail Carson Levine. Yeah. So that was a really cool experience. So I graduated, said, I'm going to make this happen. I'm at least going to finish a book, you know, and then I'll see what I can do from there. And it took me probably five years to finish the first book, you know, just this long process, not really knowing what I was doing, (laughs) stumbling through it. Um, But as I found communities of writers online and in person who could teach me tactics for writing better and who could critique my work, that's when I really started learning how to actually write a book, finish that first one. And then, yeah, I've been I've been writing ever since. That's great. Well, are there ever days when you sit down to write and the words just aren't coming? And if so, yes. what do you do? <laughs> yes. Yes, there are. Um, yeah, that's pretty common for me. <laughs> so so it's, it's, I always have to, I do have tactics because they're, I, I'm a mom of two little kids. And so my brain is full of all sorts of things besides writing. And so I have to have a, a system that will get me into the writing mode. Um, that works quickly because I don't have long chunks of time. And so um, I will, you know, I have playlists for each of my books that will, you know, if I'm driving home from dropping the kids off at school, I can listen to those on the way home that will kind of get me in the writing mode. Um, I have, sometimes I've tried um, candles and certain scents that will get me in the mode for writing. Um, One thing that I do sometimes, I'm in the middle of a writing session and it's going well, but I'm about to finish up. I will stop in the middle of something that I'm excited to finish um, because the next time I pick back up that I'll know where I'm going and that will kind of warm me up to continue along with the next chapter or scene. Um, Another thing that has really helped me because I think like a lot of authors, I struggle with the middle of the book. That's where I get a little lost and confused. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell myself when in doubt, light something on fire, (laughs) whether that's literally or figuratively. Um, that helps me because, um, sometimes it's good to have something kind of come out of the blue, but the reason I say light it on fire instead of like, I used to say when in doubt, blow something up, you know, to make something exciting is something explodes. Um, there's not much you can do about it. Um, you just kind of look at it and you're like, oh, darn, that's a bummer. If something catches on fire, um, your character has to do something about it. They have to take action or else everything they've worked for has been destroyed. So that can be literally if it's an action-packed space space opera book or figuratively something just in the character's personal relationships lights on fire. And if they, if they don't address it immediately, um, everything's going to be ruined. And so that helps me when I get in those stuck moments where I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, and sometimes those, those things don't last into the second draft because they were a little bit too out of the blue. But mm-hmm. most of the time I found that they do last because it makes it more exciting. <laughs> well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories and or novels? Yeah. Um, I love teaching workshops to people who are writing their first novel. That's kind of my passion is to get people to, you know, write the end on their first book. And so the advice that I would give is I know there's a lot of beginner writers who their first book is their baby. And it's something they've dreamed about writing and they've worked so hard to prepare. Um, But my advice is let it be a little bit ugly, at least in this first draft stage, especially as you're a first time writer, your goal is to finish that draft and finish a book. So you can say, technically, you know, I have written a book. It's not pretty necessarily because it's a first draft. That's how first drafts are. But you need to get to the end because that's 
that's what will set you apart from other people who don't have the commitment to get to the end. So my advice is finish your first book. It's a huge motivator. That's when I really knew that I could be a writer. Um, and then everything will go from there. Well, you mentioned in-person writing groups or communities. Can you talk about how those have helped you? Yeah. Yeah. When I moved to Colorado, which is where I, I live currently, um, after my husband and I um, graduated from college, um, I just Googled, you know, writing groups in my area. And because I I knew I needed that that in-person connection, that support of other people who are similar to me. Um, virtual is nice, um, but I needed that face-to-face connection. And so I found a group that met at a local bookstore. And, um, you know, they wrote different kind of genres. Um, there were a couple that wrote sci-fi, a couple that wrote mystery. But the key was that it gave me the motivation each week to have the pages to bring to critique group and um, get that book out there. So that was a that was a big step in my journey. And, you know, and then I started going to the conferences that um, this critique group was part of a, a larger umbrella organization called Rocky Mountain Fiction Writers. And so the conferences were a lot of motivation. And then that kind of went out from there. And now now I have this this big community of people that live in my area who some of them are multi-published authors from traditional presses. Some of them haven't finished their first book, but everybody helps each other. And it's, and it's been um, a really important part of my writing career. That's great. Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Mm, that's a good question. I just finished something nonfiction, but I don't know if that counts. But That's um, fine, too. Nonfiction is fine. Yeah. Um, it was written by um, David Miscavige's niece. Um, Jenna Miscavige. Oh. <laughs> it was really interesting. So it's for those who don't know who that is, the the leader of Scientology, just kind of a, a religious cult <laughs> um, niece. She she left the church and, and and wrote a book. And that was really interesting. Um, for some reason, yeah, cult, fi- cult fiction and nonfiction have been, have been motivating me lately. Maybe it's because it's Halloween time, but I've really enjoyed that. The book by Jenna Miscavige, or her name is Jenna Miscavige Hill now, is called Beyond Belief. And it's a really interesting study in as a fiction writer, it actually is an interesting study in character development because she starts as a young girl and then you see as her ideas and her personality changes. So that's, been, that's been a really interesting read. Great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels? I, because I cater to teens, I don't really have an active Facebook page, but I have Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And my username there is author underscore Tasha. Um, I also have a website, TashaChristensen.com. That's where you can find links to my my book to buy on whatever website you're interested in, whether it's a you know an indie bookshop or Amazon or whatever. And let's see, is there anywhere else that you can find me? No, nope, yeah, I think that's my main thing. Instagram and TikTok are where I'm the most active, though. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Tasha Christensen, author of the novel, As You Were. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Tasha, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much, Jeff. Great. Thanks.